Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At this point, most shows are winding down. Roy is just getting started. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. There is no shortage of issues that we talk about on this program, no shortage of issues that you express your strong views on. There's no shortage of issues that we could talk about right now. But I was sitting at home this morning, and I was doing some of the prep work for the show, and I got to the third hour, and that prep work usually with me starts on Monday morning. But I got to the third hour, and I was looking at what I had there to discuss with you. I thought it's all pretty good stuff, but it's not the kind of issue or the, what I'm looking at are not the kinds of issues that are really just going to grab you and make you want to express your points of view. It was okay, but I'm never really thrilled with, oh, just okay stuff, and I have to be the editor and I have to be the host, and so it's up to me to decide what we're going to air. And I have to tell you, quite often I, uh, I'll decide on something. And it'll be uh, all set in stone, and it changes actually during the program. That's not all that infrequent, but it certainly often changes Saturday and Sunday morning at home when I'm looking at what I'm going to be doing. So what I thought I'd do this hour is not invite any guests, just you and I will speak about two issues that have really fired up opinions, really got people thinking, really got people energized. And our number is 800-263-2428, 800-263-2428. And the two issues that, we are, that I would like to talk to you about and have you share your thoughts on are the issue of newcomers to Canada. That is something that really needs discussion. It's also an issue that has people afraid to talk because they're afraid they're going to be labeled. They're afraid that if they express their opinions, their views, and I'm not talking about being racist, but people are afraid that if they express their views and they challenge what they're told or what governments say, that you may be accused of being a racist. You know what you are. No one else has the right to label you. If you act in a racist fashion, if you are a racist, it was going to become obvious. But when it comes to newcomers, this coming Wednesday, Ottawa is loosening the requirements to become a Canadian citizen. And Canada's borders are increasingly porous, as you know, as we've been hearing. And Ottawa doing very little to halt illegal crossings into this country, other than warning refugee claims may be rejected, and then, yes, taking people into the process, and they're going to be heard by the Immigration Refugee Board. They're arrested, and they're nominally, and then their case is decided on. There are about 100,000 people I heard. The number 10 or so years ago was 40,000. I've heard that it's 100,000 now. This isn't fake news. I'm just telling you what I've heard. Though there are 100,000 people approximately in this country, we don't know where they are. We know who they are. We know who they said they are, but we don't know where they are because they didn't show up for their final immigration refugee board hearings. So 
As the United States expels literally hundreds of thousands of people, and within a year, many of those people will head for this country. It's just common sense. They're in the United States. They're there. Maybe they're declaring refugee status, but they're in the United States, and the Americans under Donald Trump say, no, sorry, or not even sorry, no, you're not staying here. You have to leave. Where you go does not concern us, but you have to leave. You have to be out of this country by such and such a date. Where are people going to go? Here. They'll come here. They'll come to Canada. Many of them will come here. And if I were in their shoes, I'd probably do the very same thing. Because you have a pretty good chance of being accepted in Canada if you make your case as being a refugee or a refugee claimant. You have a, you have a good chance. At least you're going to be treated with – you're going to be treated fairly. There will be people who would say you'd be treated with preference. But there are going to be many people who will leave the United States who will come to this country and claim refugee status. Now, we do have the safe third country agreement with the United States, which is really meaningless now because people will just cross the border anywhere but at the regulated border crossings because there they stand the risk of being returned. But when you cross the border where there's no regulation, where there's no one to intercept you except the odd RCMP officer, or in many cases, the border crossers go looking for a cop to turn themselves into. You're going to be allowed into Canada, and your refugee claim is going to be considered. Now, we know the individual in Edmonton who allegedly attacked the police officer, charges late, right, um, was denied refugee status in the United States, was going to be kicked out, but somehow he ends up here, and we don't know his history. So is Peter talking to Paul or is Donald talking to Justin? Um, if you challenge people making their way to Canada from the United States and claiming refugee status, there will be people who will call you a racist. Remember the premier of the province of Ontario and the premier of Quebec suggested that anybody who challenged the federal government's vetting of Syrian refugees they were trying to bring to Canada, most Syrians didn't want to come to Canada, but anybody who questioned the vetting process of Syrians that were being brought to Canada were labeled by Kathleen Wynne and by Philippe Couillard as latent racists. Basically, they're telling you to shut up. I'm asking you to speak up. Share your thoughts. Let's talk about what matters. Let's talk about the issues. Now, the other one is the issue of the pipelines, and that really has been the hottest issue in Canada over the last number of days, particularly since the Energy East pipeline was canceled. And here's what Premier Brad Wall wrote. Then I'll go to your calls. Here's what Premier Wall wrote. Here's a statement from the Premier sent to me by his office. Statement from Premier Badwall. Today is not a good day for Canada. It is not a good day for the Federation. It is a very bad day for the West. TransCanada made the decision to cancel Energy East, but make no mistake, the reasons for it fall at the feet of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and the federal government. They have been at best ambivalent about the project 
and then moved the goalposts at the last moment by asking the regulator to consider the impact of upstream greenhouse gas emissions. Imagine if something like this were considered prior to the construction of auto assembly plants in Ontario, or the factories that manufacture heavily subsidized jets in Quebec, or the highways and rails that transport those products. Former federal liberal cabinet minister and now Montreal mayor Denis Coderre cheers the cancellation of this pipeline. He who leads a city that just two years ago used a pipeline to dump 4.9 billion liters or nearly 2,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools of raw sewage into the St. Lawrence Seaway. It's a good thing that Mr. Kader's hypocrisy needs no pipeline for conveyance, for it would need to be very large and could never get approval for construction. When Kader cheers for the end of this pipeline, he cheers for the imported oil we buy from Saudi Arabia, where women can now drive but the public beheadings continue. He's cheering against an energy sector in our country that employs thousands and has paid on average over the last three years $17 billion annually in taxes and royalties to the Canadian governments. $17 billion is enough to pay for 680 new schools, 1.8 million knee replacements, and 4.25 million childcare spaces. We have lost an opportunity to strengthen quality of life in Canada. Beyond the immediate impact, there are other reasons to be concerned. A new liberal carbon tax, new liberal tax changes for small business that will hurt many in the energy sector and farmers, changes to the NEB applied only to this sector and not to others, and methane regulations that will not be mirrored south of the border with whom we must compete for job creation investment dollars. We have a company that committed more than a billion dollars to a project and made earnest efforts to address the concerns of the public and regulators, a company that made 700 changes to its plans as part of that response. Make no mistake, other companies' decision to invest in Canada will be informed by this debacle. That company, of course, is TransCanada. The expectation, of course, is from the federal government and some powerful central Canadian interests that the West will just grin and bear this latest blow to our economy and our people that our taxpayers in Saskatchewan and Alberta will continue to send without question about $2.5 billion in equalization payments to help support Quebec that receives $11 billion in equalization per year and $1.4 billion to Ontario. All of this despite the fact that low energy prices have resulted in job losses and lower revenues for the last four years. Something needs to change. For the West to continue on like this in our federal system is the equivalent of having Stockholm Syndrome. The decision by TransCanada to cancel the Energy East project was made because of a lack of interest in leadership, or worse, intentional decisions and policies of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his government. He should answer for this. He needs to be held accountable for this. His actions and his government's actions may well have some Westerners wondering if this country really values Western Canada, the resources we have, and the things we do to contribute to the national economy and to the quality of life for all. That is from Brad Wall, the Premier of Saskatchewan. Mr. Wall is saying Westerners are going to start to wonder whether it's worth being part of Canada. This isn't Joe down the street, and I have uh, tremendous respect for Joe down the street, whoever he is and wherever down the street is. This isn't Joe down the street saying, damn it, I've had enough. This is the Premier of Saskatchewan who's warning that what happened this past week may affect 
the future of Canada as a united country. Something that was also brought forward yesterday on this program by Brian Jean, who is running for the leadership of the United Conservative Party of Alberta, and who said if he becomes the Premier of Alberta, he will engage every lever possible to end transfer payments to Quebec. Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious stuff. This is Canada's future that's being discussed. This is Canada's future that seems suddenly to be in play. It's not some separatist waving his separatist manifesto in rural Quebec. God knows I've seen enough of those. No, this is the premier of Saskatchewan and a man who's running for the leadership of the Conservative Party of Alberta. We'll see how united they are. Who could become the premier? Two provinces side by side. Saying the same thing, potentially. I know Premier Wall's leaving, we all know that. 800-263-2428, my numbers. All right, newcomers and pipelines. Your calls when we come back. Don't let his bark fool you. Roy has a softer side, too. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. I'm on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. Listen back or download anything we say, any programs we air on the Roy Green Show page on the Chorus Radio Station's website, the station you're listening to now. Email from Paul B. Now at the Roy Green Show. If they separate, I'll drive west and get a driver's license and become a sovereign Albertan. What are your calls? 800-263-2428. Here is Teresa in Calgary. Hi, Teresa. Hi. What, when Trudeau complains about jeopardizing national unity, what he means is you must not do it the cardinal sin. You must not do anything to upset or anger the political class in Quebec. I'm not talking about the people of Quebec. I'm talking about the political elites. They must be accommodated and appeased at all costs. The rest of the country be damned. And, you know, the political class in Quebec would love nothing better to shut down and to shut down. It was it was Brian Jean who said it could. Uh, yeah. It could. Uh, what was the word? It could uh, not impact confederation. Yeah. But, but, but it wasn't love, Trudeau who said that. It was Brian Jean. Yeah, but they would love nothing better than to shut what down. What he said, it's a threat to confederation. That's what he said. Yeah, but they would love nothing better than to shut down. All right, you're in Cal- you're in Calgary. Do you see what's going on in this country? And you've heard the, the I read you the the letter that uh, Premier Brad Wall wrote. And uh, you heard Mr. Gene yesterday. Do you have a sense that the West, Albertans and Saskatchewan, particularly citizens of well, citizens of Canada, residents of those provinces, do you think there's an appetite in, in your provinces to discuss going it alone? I'm not so sure about that, but I know there's a lot of anger and contempt for Justin Trudeau. And 
So the situation in this country is becoming very dysfunctional under him. It's not sustainable. You know, uh, you know like as I said, the, the political class in Quebec would not love nothing better than to shut down Western Canada, both politically and economically. All right, Teresa, thank you for the call. I'm not sure what the political class is. Aggie in Medicine Hat, Alberta. Hi, Aggie. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm not bad. I actually was going to talk about the immigration, but then after you talked about Brad Wall, I'm like, I don't know what to talk about. Well, you go, ahead and do, you go ahead and talk about what's on your, in your heart. Well, I definitely think that it's a bad, bad time for Brad Wall to be stepping away from politics because, boy, the West really needs him. And I think that we do have an appetite for separating. And I think there has been an appetite, an underlying appetite for years. But this is just, man, add fuel to the fire or what? You know, Philippe Coudert and all of them are down there are standing up saying, Canadians should all stand up for Bombardier, and yet they're busy trashing everything that's the West. I, I, don't, I don't understand it. I, I also don't understand it. I haven't for years because I don't really know the numbers. But when you were saying about the billions of dollars that the uh, oil companies have paid in taxes, et cetera, et cetera, what do you think the oil companies have put into their pockets over that same time frame? Why is it we don't have our own oil, you know, it's not our own product that we take out of the ground and we refine and we keep all the, the reap the benefits from? Somebody a few years ago, maybe 10 years or so ago, suggested on this program that we should get at building our own refineries, refining our own product and getting it to market. And, and the, my response was at the time, good luck getting the permits for refineries, good luck for getting the permits for pipelines or getting pipelines agreed to. Well, Part B is uh, obvious. Part A was never really pursued. Well, no, but that's exactly it. The problem is the government wants what they want and that uh, I can't help but think that they're in the oil company's pocket. How else would they, how, how is this good for Canada? May I, may I, Aggie, can I, I have about, less than a minute, may I ask you a question? If there was a referendum today on uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan going it alone or staying in Canada, and if your choice was Brad Wall or Justin Trudeau, where would you go? I'd go Brad Wall and I'd separate. And I hate to say that because I have always been a loud and proud Canadian, but it's been eroded for quite some time. So, yeah, there it is. And and with the immigration, um, I just have to say I, I spent the weekend with my mom and my my aunt who are old. All uh, let me ask seconds. you. Let me ask you to hold on. I'll come back to you on the immigration. Okay, if you can hold okay. on, I'll come back to you because I have to take a break. Everyone else who's on the line, stay there, please. You've uh, you, you've got them all. If you hang up, somebody else is going to get your line. In the meantime, if you can keep trying, 800-263-2428, if one becomes available, hope you're the first one to get it. We'll come back with more of your points of view on the Roy Green Show on the Corus Radio Network.